Welcome to the Fire and Soul Podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Sorrow. I believe in taking massive, inspired action from an awakened soul. This show is a weekly dose of spiritual principles, personal development, and success strategies for creating an epically aligned life. Here's to your wildest dreams coming true with less hustle, grit and grind, more flow, ease, and grace. I'm the founder of the Live Video Mastery Academy, a TV host, speaker, best-selling author, and proud fur mama, and I'll be sharing real talks with successful entrepreneurs, thought leaders, best-selling authors, spiritual luminaries, and high-performance experts in this unfiltered, transformational, and soul-centered podcast. Things are about to get real. Are you ready? Let's get started. All right, we are truly behind the scenes of Fire and Soul Podcast. So you just heard a very fiery, juicy conversation between myself and Dr. Cheryl Fraser. And we wanted to continue, guys, because you know where all the juice is. It's how did it all come to be? So we heard about, you know, these amazing things that she is doing. And then after I stopped recording, she was sharing her entire story about how she got into the Tony Robbins community, which is one of the hardest communities to get invited into, right? The standards are extremely high, probably amongst the highest on the planet. And as she was sharing her story, I thought, oh my gosh, so many raving fans for the Tony Robbins community that are listening to this show. And I just thought, you know, we talk about synchro destiny. We talk about listening to the whispers and following those nudges on this show all the time. So I thought, gosh, will you come back and share that story? So yes, this is a bonus session. And so thank you for coming back on the show. And I'm so happy that you're here and grateful for your time. Oh, Michelle, what a delight. And I'm so happy to share this story because I can be a doubter. It's not a, it's not a quality of myself that I love. I don't doubt possibility in others and I don't doubt my skill or what I have to offer. But I do doubt that anyone will find Dr. Cheryl Fraser, who's like living on a tiny island in the Pacific Northwest in Canada, and nobody knows my freaking name. I think that's the old Cheers song from that TV show. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's everybody. Everybody knows your Everybody name. knows. Well, now everybody knows your name. Nice. Well, we're getting there. So I'm going to start start last August, and then I'm going to go back 10 years. Last August, I'm checking the email in between two patients. I had about four minutes to quickly check email. And I see this email that I'm absolutely sure is spam because it says, hi, my name's so-and-so. I work for Tony Robbins. We're looking for someone to come and teach a, a session to women on how to give a great blowjob. Now, <laughs> now, come on. Would you not think that was spam, Michelle? 100%. It would have been delete. Like totally out of the blue, no yeah. previous contact. And, and they said, you know, we got your name from uh, someone called Justine, who I didn't know. I don't know anybody called Justine. And we heard you're really great. And we'd love to talk to you. And just before I hit delete, it said, you know, please call me. Here's my number. And then there's a Tony Robbins logo. I'm like, well, I don't know. Maybe it's not. So that's where we're going to begin our fun tale. Last August, I gave a call. They talked to me and they said, well, we heard you're really great. And we're looking to someone to, to hire someone to bring to Maui for Tony's platinum VIP love, sex and passion immersive program. Mm. And then I'm like, how'd you hear from me? This, this person? I'm like, I don't know who that is, which I did not say out loud because I'm not an idiot. Mm. Let's go back. Let's go way back. About 12 years before that, I decided to bring the work of Become Passion. That's the name of my immersive program, my online program now. And it was the name of a weekend live couples in, in, intensive that I created 10, 12 years ago. And I gave two of them here in British Columbia. It was beautiful. It was amazing. And 
at the second one, two single women chose to come to my couples weekend. They said, we want to learn how to be extraordinary couples and how to create what we want in, in our next relationship. So they did all the exercises together. They didn't know each other. It was beautiful. At the end of my weekend, Sunday night, this lovely woman comes up to me and she says, you know, Cheryl, not a word of a lie, Michelle. She said, I think the work you're doing is going to help thousands, if not tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of couples. And I want to help you. I want to give you a gift. And I'm thinking, isn't that lovely? She's going to give me a book or maybe a bottle of wine. And I said, that's so lovely. I I graciously accept. And then she said, so I'm this thing called a platinum partner with Tony Robbins. And I'm like, say what now? (laughs) I mean, Tony Robbins, the weird guy without a PhD on late night TV, who's a total shyster, that guy. (laughs) I may not have used my outside voice for that bit. Although I did when I met Tony last year, I told him this story. Anyway, she said, back then long story short platinums used to get a ticket to mastery to give away we're talking all four courses i got upw i got date with destiny i got then business mastery and life mastery oh so she gave you that she gave me the ten thousand dollar gift that's priceless in terms of roi well twenty thousand all four programs and i was like meh <laughs> um, you know, Tony Romeo, I'm a PhD, I'm a Fulbright scholar. I mean, this guy's like, I don't know what he is. He's the main guy, the giant guy. So, um, but I thought, hey, if nothing else, I'm gonna learn something and I'm going to learn how to run a spectacular event. Mm. So I accepted uh with more grace than I'm I'm pretending in front of her, and I went and did all four programs. So in 2009, I did date with destiny at, at that year, it was in Florida. And it blew my mind and I came out with a very detailed, you know, set of uh, goals, values, uh, deliverables as anyone who has not done that program. I'm sure Michelle and I are both jumping up and down in excitement, telling you, do the program, do the program. Yes, yes. And And part of it was create the Become Passion, you know, dynasty, help 100,000 couples, bring this work to as many people as possible. I was on fire. And I got home and I sent a package to the Robbins team saying, this is me. This is what I do. Here's my credentials. I would love to potentially, you know, talk to you about their then love course, which I think was held in Fiji the odd time. Did not hear a word, nothing. Boom. Okay. Let's move through the next decade. During the next decade, I continued with the Become Passion Couples work. And then I'm a really serious student of Buddhism and meditation. And I started going to India and Tibet and doing three month silent retreats. And I basically made an incorrect decision, incorrect in that I didn't understand at the time, which was I either needed to be a hard, you know, hardcore Buddhist teacher, basically a nun, celibate, or teach love and sex. So I, I dropped it all. I wrapped it up on the verge of what could have been a giant business back then. And I was very happy doing long retreats and solitude and, you know, cabins in the Canadian winter where I had no power. And I'm like chopping wood literally and carrying water literally and learning how to build a fire. I'd freeze my little hiney off. Anyway, fast forward about six years. I'm at a Buddhist retreat with Jack Cornfield and his now wife, Trudy Goodman, and uh, several other great teachers. I'm a student in a two-year program that I'm doing with them. They decided to teach about Dharma or meditation and real life. So they had a session on spirituality and money, spirituality and raising kids, spirituality and retirement. And they wanted a a session on spirituality and sexuality and relationship. No one would teach it. Trudy, who is a goddess and a brave freaking woman, said, I'll teach it. 
So she taught this session and it did not go well, not because of her. She taught beautifully, but the audience got very agitated. They didn't want to talk about sex. They, they were triggered and she kind of got torn apart, which she handled with the most grace and flexibility of any speaker I've seen. All this negative projection coming at her. She was encompassing, loving. And then she said, look, guys, I'm a Dharma teacher. I'm a Buddhist teacher. I'm not an expert in relationships and sexuality. She's a psychologist, but not uh, specialized in the field I am. She said, if there's anybody here, she said, my greatest fear was there be someone here who'd know this field. If there's anyone here who knows the field, you'd be willing to come speak to me privately. Please do. Cause I'd love to learn more about how to present this next time. I'm like, Oh mm-hmm. dang, I'm all freaking retired. I'm like, I'm like the Buddhist nun in the corner, but she's asked. I went up and I said, hey, Trudy, I used to teach sexuality and passion courses for couples. Now I don't. I just teach Dharma. And she looked me in the eye. We'd never met. And she said, why don't you teach both? Mm. And I immediately dismissed it. I said, no, no, no. I I just teach Dharma now. And she said, maybe you should teach both. And I said, I appreciate that. But I'll I'll tell you when I know and you can incorporate it to your next thing. She said, I would love that. Then I went to the kitchen to wash dishes in silence. We're all in silence. Hundred students in silence. One person sidled up to me. Can I talk to you about sexuality? I don't know how to incorporate that with my meditation path. I don't know how to bring like my taboo into my, into my spiritual life. I'm so messed up about it. It's one place I'm just cutting off my energy and not dealing with it. Then another, then another, then another. And I'm like, okay, Mm. fast forward a bunch more years. I decided to, I decided that I'd made an incorrect decision. One of the main teachings in Buddhism is, you know, and it's very similar to what Tony teaches is, There's your perceptions of reality, and then there's reality. There's your story, and then there's the direct experience, we would call it in meditation. And I had a story that it was either awakening the spiritual path or the secular path of love and relationship. And I realized what all you realized 10 minutes ago is, duh, honey, why not take relationship and sexuality as a sacred path, Mm -hmm. as a way? I mean... Joseph Goldstein's another great Buddhist teacher, Michelle. And he says, if you think you're enlightened, spend a week with your family. Oh yeah. And it's so true. If you think you're, you're there, you're all that fall in love again and try to negotiate life with someone else in and out of the bedroom. So then I started writing, I wrote the book, Buddha's bedroom, which incorporates Buddhism and sexuality and so on. And then now let's go to a year ago, a year ago, Trudy, who became a friend, she invites me once a year to go to LA, your neck of the woods to teach it inside LA. And I was going down there about a year ago, actually when Buddha's bedroom came out to talk about the book and Trudy phoned me one day and she said, you know, Cheryl, and when you come, we usually have 50 or 60 people at their little hall. It's quite jam-packed. She says, for some weird reason, we don't know why it might be that the kids are on spring break or something. We've only got eight people, four people signed up. So I want you to think about it. We're totally happy to have you, but maybe do you want to postpone for better timing? And it happened, Michelle, I was at a particular time where I had way overworked and I was really physically and mentally burned out. I was happy and well, but I was tapped, honey. Mm -hmm. So I talked to my sweetheart that night and I said, you know, babe, maybe I should postpone um, a month or two when uh, it's better timing for the audience there. And I'm so tired. And my beloved looked at me and he said, you know, those four or eight, I don't remember people who are signed up, they really need to hear your message. Mm. Don't you love this man of mine? I love this sweetie of yours. Oh, and he said, remember the elephant. Now, what he means, one of the analogies we use in meditation is the elephant is your wise self that's just gently plodding its way towards enlightenment. And the monkey's the ego on the elephant's back. And it's freaking the frick out and it's throwing poo and it's cramming bananas in its face and it's shrieking at everybody. 
And when he says, remember the element, he's reminding me of my true depth, which is always serve with compassion. If I can help one person awaken a bit more. So mm-hmm. on my own dime, I flew to LA. It was a book tour. So they weren't paying my way. And I went down to help those four or eight people. I get down there. Turns out a bunch more people come. I teach two or three groups of 40, 50 people. It's lovely, heartwarming, beautiful. I get home and that's that. Until I get a random email saying, Tony Robbins wants to know if you'll show people how to give a blowjob. And (laughs) turns out, Michelle, that when I was there, Trudy had me teach on her regular Sunday class that she always teaches. She invited me in and she kind of handed it over to me. That class is live streamed. Not many people see it, a couple hundred maybe. One of the people that saw it is a teacher from there called Justine, who was living in Europe at the time, who had taught for Tony once. Tony's team reached out to her and said, do you know anybody who's really good at sexuality? She says, this Cheryl Fraser is amazing. She'd never oh. met me. We'd never spoken, which is why I was puzzled by the damn weird email. They yes. said, I heard your name from Justine Dawson. I'm like, I don't have a clue who that is. Yes. Eventually, I thanked her profusely and we've become friendly. So here's the thing. Ten years before, after Date with Destiny 1... I was so alive to bring this work to people, but I wasn't entirely yet in alignment. I had to go through the wrestle in my soul between my artificial split I had created between my spiritual path and the secular relational teaching psychology path. And because I followed that whisper of an instinct and my wise sweetheart's advice, you know, four people need you show up and serve Mm. completely for the right intention, completely in alignment, zero dollars, zero fame, zero selling anything just just there to serve someone sees it tells tony's team they reach out so fast forward after the weird email we got on a a zoom call myself and his creative team they didn't know anything about me other than this person had said i was really good they didn't know i had a book they didn't know i was a fulbright scholar they didn't know i'd done any of tony's programs all of them that's fascinating to me it's like not even a quick google search nothing they were busy these are busy people I know, but still, that's a very interesting vetting process. But it goes to show also that the credibility that this Justine has with them went a long way. Okay, continue. And they may also have been, let's see what she brings to this call for all I know, right? I'll have to ask them. They're very much a sink or swim, and it's servant leadership, period. So it's beautiful. Gorgeous. At the end of the Zoom call, they're like, well, would you teach all five days? Forget just the 90-minute blowjob thing. That's the aside. Would you teach a workshop? I'm like, of course I would. So that's how I ended up last October, not quite a year ago, in Maui with 300 platinum couples. At the premier platinum partnership event. I mean, it's known, I don't know if you know this, you probably do now, that first of all, that program only uh, happens every two years. And I know people that join the Platinum Partnership specifically to get to go to that event because it's considered, you know, the ultimate gold standard of any Platinum Partnership event. So to get invited, not just for one workshop, but to be there for a key as a keynote, it's about as high of a compliment as anyone could ever hope to have. It truly was, Michelle. I was so humbled, so grateful, and yeah, a little nervous. I'm generally not nervous on stage, but this is a little different. (laughs) It was extremely beautiful to be part of that. I was there for every second of everything else. I was jumping, yelling, screaming, doing all the things, because why wouldn't I learn every iota from the other speakers, from Tony and Sage, et cetera? And uh, on day two, Mary B., uh, you know, Tony's dear friend and, 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 and right arm, as he calls her, came over and said, I want to introduce you to the big guy. Come on over. And so I go over and first of all, holy shit, is he big? But secondly, uh, <laughs> I'm five, four. It was like I was meeting 
Mount Everest. Yes. And foot tall Tony Robbins. Crazy. And he said, Oh, yeah, thank you so much. We're so glad you're here. You just come from the heart and he's beautiful things. And I said, I, but I, I need to, I need to come clean. I said, and I told him the very brief version of this story of coming to date with destiny 10 years before and going, who the fuck is this guy? Which is the language I used with Tony. Well, Tony I can appreciate that. You know, who the fuck is this guy? He doesn't have a PhD. He wasn't accepted to Harvard Medical School. And he's laughing his ass off. And I'm like, you know, you convinced me. It was literally one of the most important weeks of my life with Date with Destiny 2009. And then I pulled out because I had dug it out. I had tucked it away six, eight years ago. When I got home, I wrote out all my towards and away values, all my goals and my vision and my relationship vision. I was single at that time. And I laminated it on pink paper because I was incorporating the feminine. Listeners will know a lot about that. If not, we can talk about it another time. I pulled it out and I said, this was my vision, 2009 date with destiny. And he's like, oh my God, because it says teach for Tony Robbins, bring the work of become passion to the world, help as many possibles. I mean, tingly, circle moment, tingly, wingly. And that's because in 2019, the elephant was in charge. I think in 2009, I was half elephant, half monkey. And it was still some ego and some, I'm not saying I'm without ego for goodness sakes. I'm not there yet, but just serve for free to help people was the lead. And isn't it interesting how all of this came full circle in that way. And then from there, they invited me to be on the podcast this February. And then from there, your dear friend, Jocelyn Kuhn, who I believe has been a guest on this podcast on fire and soul. She emailed me out of the blue two months ago saying, I just heard you on the Tony Robbins podcast. It's the best relationship advice I've ever heard. That made me blush. Mm -hmm. I've sent it to Jack. He loved it. Would you please be the featured guest expert in relationships in our new coaching program? And by Jack, you mean Jack Canfield? I mean, Mr. Jack Canfield, who just sent me a testimonial where he said, okay, this is just what he said. He said, Cheryl Fazer is by far the very best guest expert speaker we've ever had. And I can tell you that man, after spending a week with him sipping ayahuasca, he is pure integrity. What beautiful, heartfelt words. I just wept. He said, as soon as I got off her session, I ordered her book off Amazon. He holds the book up. He says, here's two things my wife and I are doing that Cheryl taught me. And I love this about him. May it always be true for you and I and everyone listening. Always be a student. Yes. Always be a student. I'm in Hawaii with the world's best relationship people. Allegedly, I'm on their league. Maybe I am now. And I'm taking shitloads of notes. I'm doing every exercise. I'm bringing it home to do with my sweetheart. Jack's on there when I'm having the pleasure to teach his group virtually for two hours. He's like writing notes the whole time. I figured he was making a laundry list. I didn't really think that. And what he's doing is learning. What a mentor for all of us. And Tony, learning, learning. So if there's a take-home message here, maybe there's a few. One is, are you in monkey or elephant? Is it your wiser, more compassionate service self that is saying this opportunity is something I need to lock and load on and do everything I can to manifest it, not for me, but for the greater good and the people it's going to serve, help and liberate. A second message is don't give up. 
Mm. You know, don't send out one email or one package. I tried. I did everything. I, I did, did everything to be. Yes. Jack's just come out. They've just come out this week with a, with a little documentary on Jack Canfield's life. I don't know if you've had a chance to watch yeah. it or not, but was it 92 publishers or something turned down chicken soup? No, it was, it was like, like 150 something. Yeah. I mean, I'm a tenacious woman and I know from knowing you for a few weeks and us like being a little bit soul sisters, you're tenacious too. I honestly don't know if I would have kept going after 15 or 20 or 30 publishers saying there's no future for this book. Right. Right. I mean, they were fired by their publisher or their agent, excuse me. And to this day, because I've been to Jack's home and I've been to his, his office, that letter is framed on his wall. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank yeah. you for the kick in the pants. Yes, exactly. Amazing. Uh, there are so many other lessons too. I'll just, I'll just share what is coming to mind for me, which is you mentioned it earlier, which is that you followed the whisper. You know, when you got that call to come to Insight, from your friend Trudy because of the serendipities that were happening at the Jack Cornfield event earlier, right? Of you stepping up and being brave enough to answer that call, even though it was like, oh, I don't do that, right? Oh God, what if they asked me to do that? And you answered it out of service because there was a need and that's so beautiful. That's the elephant, right? Mm -hmm. And then to fast forward and to get that call of like, I know it's on your dime and it's your time, which is your precious commodity. You were already tapped out, but you still answered the call to serve. Mm-hmm. And so if there's anything inside of this that I'm learning, which is that if you follow that servant leadership mindset, I just feel like the universe rewards it tenfold beyond our wildest imagination. But if we're going after the money or that manic manifestation, I just think things get a little sort of corruptive in terms of the intention. But when it's clean and it's pure and it's in alignment with now what you know, because you've decided to make your own meaning over, could I do both? Could I blend the two? Is there a need, which by the way, clearly being valid everywhere you turn, getting the chills because it's just (laughs) beginning for you. And that's just what's so beautiful. So many times on this show, I've used the same metaphor that Scott Harris, our friend from Date With Destiny and one of my greatest mentors ever shared, which is that feather brick truck analogy, our metaphor, if you will. And you got the feathers and you listened at the feather instead of it having to turn into the brick and or, oh my goodness, the truck, right? Mm -hmm. So just to give you that escalation of how things can go when we just don't pay attention because we can't get quiet enough or the ego, we we don't get that access to the truth. And when we switch out of what's in it for me, what's in it for them, which we can mouth those words but when we actually go internal, why, why am I drawn to do this? Money, fame, conquering something I'm good at. Those aren't terrible reasons. I'm not dissing the drive to create wealth so we can help more people. I'm not dissing the drive to be the best we can be in our field. Keep those going. But if that's the primary or only motivation, then I know I'm out of alignment. Absolutely. And the other message, sweetheart, as we know, is have a wise friend or two or three. I happen to be married to one of mine that can say, babe, I know you're really tired, but those few people that have signed up, they really need to hear this message. I'm like, thank you. And then Justine happens to watch it on the live stream because you've done such a kick-ass job that Trudy says, hey, let me share my stage, which she didn't typically do, right? And then from there, the wise soul that was supposed to see it right then, because it was in everybody's soul contract, which is what I believe. And then that just opened up the floodgates and it became the gateway to your next highest version of your mission. 
there's just so much gold in here, which is why I'm hoping that everyone listening understands why it was so critical. I mean, I don't think I've ever, ever, actually I have not brought a guest back on after the conversation and say, we got to keep going right now. <laughs> and, and this for me was a no brainer. But for those listening who just love your energy and your, you know, je ne sais quoi, you know, Mm -hmm. mindset, um, and clearly your passion for making a difference with couples in the bedroom, there's more from you that we can learn. So I know you've got a program that's opening up. It's your signature program. And the first free masterclass is tomorrow. So can you share a little bit about that with my listeners? Most certainly. Very briefly, the program's an online couples immersion where I have eight weeks of curriculum content, videos, homework, exercises, et cetera. But I also teach weekly live extra coaching and Q&A. So you get me for the eight to 10 weeks because we sometimes take weeks in between to implement the material and you get accountability immersion. And it's based in the the best of couples therapy and sex therapy. I am a PhD psychologist uh, in both those fields. And the way I invite everyone listening and tell your friends, if they're, if, if you know anyone in a couple or a single who wants to be in an extraordinary couple, I'm teaching a, a free masterclass for the next several weeks. There's a number of different times. You can choose the one that works for you. Each of them are live. Each of them are fresh. Each of them are on there live with you. And in that, it's called How to Reignite Great Love, Romance, and Sex. So you can fall in love all over again with the one you're already with. Oh, one you're going to, you know, find and uh, bring into your world. So people can click below and sign up for one of those times. I'm teaching several of them, as I said, each one live and unique in its own way. And I do a, a Q&A at the end as well. And then, of course, I take people into a deeper exploration of what the, the course is like, what the program's like. And those couples or individuals that wish to join it uh, can join it then. The program is going to kick off November 1st. And we will, of course, take some time off for holidays and wrap up in the new year as setting 2021, the year of your you know, best relationship with your sweetheart ever. Oh, amazing. And such perfect timing. I love it. Take us through the holidays and then launch us off into the new year. Beautiful. So I will add that link in our show resources, guys. All you have to do is head on over to fireandsoulpodcast.com and you will see Cheryl's website as well as the link to join this masterclass. And don't forget about our fun little contest, not really contest, but our giveaway for if you show a, a little video of yourself dancing on Instagram stories or Facebook, Facebook stories, you tag myself. Also, you can tag um, Dr. Cheryl and I'll put her, obviously her Instagram handle in the show resources as well about how you're moving your body into more sensuality. We will send two lucky winners a copy of her book, Buddha's Bedroom, which I cannot recommend highly enough. Thank you so much for staying on and sharing the gold behind the scenes with so many beautiful messages and gleanings inside just listening, right? And following our inner compass to serve at our highest level. And it may not always make sense, right? And then just deciding to make new meanings at any given time that you get that new awareness and staying open and fluid and just serving your little heart out. So appreciate you. Listening to the elephant and Mm -hmm. loving the monkey. Don't beat the monkey. Don't beat the monkey. Give it a pat on the head, tell it you love it, and then settle onto the elephant's back. As a great Buddhist would say, thank you so much. Thank you. 
Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Fire and Soul podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please share it with a friend. And of course, if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review this show on your favorite podcast player. And if you have any questions, comments, or feedback for us, you can reach me directly at fireandsoulpodcast.com. Thanks for listening.